What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of Sports Talk Buffalo. In this episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about the UB Bulls and who they decided to hire as their next head coach. We're also going to discuss a little bit about the Buffalo Sabres and their firing of Phil Housley. Stick around. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Before we go any further with this podcast, I want to remind everybody, if you like what you're hearing, share me. Tell your friends and tell your family. Get them to listen to me and get the word out. You can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, Anchor. You can also follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Buffalo 716. I love doing this. And the more listeners I get, the more motivated I become to put out quality shows for everybody to listen to. I want to keep doing this. I enjoy doing this, but I need your help. Please spread the word and follow me on Twitter. Again, Sports Talk Buffalo 716. Now, if you guys are ready, Let's kick off this episode. All right, we're going to start off this episode, as we always do, with some top stories from around sports. In the NHL, the Florida Panthers fired their head coach, Bob Bugner, after just two seasons and decide to go with experience. They hire Joel Quinville. That announcement was made yesterday. Sabres also fired their head coach, Phil Housley, after just two seasons. It is being reported that Todd McClellan, former Oilers and San Jose Sharks head coach, is in the mix to get that job. Also, along with the LA Kings job, they are looking at Todd McClellan also. Connor McDavid ended a frustrating season of not making the playoffs with a scary-looking injury when he crashed into the goalpost. Initial thoughts were that Connor McDavid had broken his leg in a Steven Stamkos-style collision with the goalpost, but as reported again, the x-rays have come back negative. The other night was the NHL draft lottery. The Buffalo Sabres fell from 5th down to 7th in the draft lottery drawings. And the New Jersey Devils move up from number three to number one, and they get their pick of the draft this year. Most people believe it is going to be Jack Hughes. In other news, the NCAA Finals were played on Monday night with Virginia taking home the title 85-77. to It was a fantastic game. They beat Texas Tech again in overtime 85-77. to a drastic turnaround for Virginia as they go from possibly the worst loss in NCAA history, being the only one seed to ever fall to a 16 seed last year as they fell to UMBC. This year, they avenged that loss in a big, big way as they came out and won the national championship. A fantastic story for that university. Also in the NCAA, John Rolfstein has reported per sources that former UB Bulls head coach Bobby Hurley is expected to be at the top of the list 
for St. John's as they try to hire him away from the Arizona State Sun Devils. All right, that's going to do it for our top stories around sports. Stick around on this podcast. We're going to talk about the UB Bulls hiring of Jim Weitzel and also the Buffalo Sabres and their firing of Phil Housley after just two seasons. We have a very great episode for you. Stick around. It's going to be a fun one. All right, we're going to kick this show off in segment one by talking about the UB Bulls and who they decided to hire as their successor to coach Nate Oates. As we know, Nate Oates has resigned and has gone to Alabama in the SEC. The Bulls held a national search for their next head coach, compiling over 40 names to be potential head coaches for the Bulls. As they dwindled the list down, the Bulls came to six candidates who they thought would be their potential next coach. One of those guys was former UB star Turner Battle. After interviewing multiple candidates, Bulls athletic director uh, Mark Allnut decided he wanted to stay in-house and promoted from within Jim Weitzel. Now, I have said this many times on Twitter, and I have said this on my last podcast. Jim Weitzel was not my first choice to be the Bulls' next head coach. I thought that out of the guys that I broke down in the last podcast, that there were some better candidates out there for the Bulls to move forward. Now, after I listened to the press conference of Jim Weitzel, I am a little bit more encouraged. When asked about the style of play, Jim Weitzel had this to say. I've been asked this a lot of questions. Are you going to keep the same style of play? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to run. Yeah, we're going to guard. Yes, you all know that. All right. Yes, we're going to guard and we're going to run and we're going to play that blue collar style of play. So our fans want that. I want that. It's been exciting. It's grown every year. It's morphed into something else. Uh, the blue collar moniker, that, that badge of honor that we wear, that you, the shirts you all got, keep buying them. Go get one in the bookstore. We're going to keep, we're, we're keep, keep playing the same way. So that's definitely what we're all about. After hearing Jim Weitzel mention those things, I was very encouraged. I figured that it was the style of play and the really hardworking mentality that wanted our recruits wanted to come and be a part of. And not just two-star recruits, but bigger star recruits, more star recruits. That's how we got Jonathan Williams and Ronaldo Segu. That's how we got Javon Graves and Brock Bertram. Most people don't know about Brock Bertram, but he is a three-star recruit out of Apple Valley. We're going to go over some pros of the hire of Jim Weitzel. Now, Jim Weitzel has over 30 years of basketball coaching experience at the Division I, II, and three levels. From everything I've heard and seen, he is a very well-respected coach in the basketball community, not just amongst other coaches, but also amongst players. Guys like Nick Perkins giving him the vote of confidence. Another pro is that he helped recruit and develop C.J. Massenburg, who is arguably one of the greatest UB Bulls in history, in the history of the program. As I stated before, he wants to keep that same brand of, of Buffalo basketball that we have all come to know and love over the last six years something that has gotten us to the tournament five years out of the six. And another plus 
is that he could possibly or potentially be able to keep the guys that are already here, the guys that are left, the Javon Graves and the the Jonathan Williams and the Ronaldo Segus, he could potentially keep these guys at the program and give them an extra year to be able to build and recruit and get some guys in here to help those guys out. Now, some cons about Weitzel. At the Division I level, he has just a 109 and 106 record while coaching Chicago Loyola, or Loyola Chicago. In those seven seasons, he had just one 20-win season. Again, as a head coach, he did not make a single NCAA tournament in Loyola, Chicago. Another con to hiring Jim Weitzel is potentially the fact that it took so long to hire him after the national search. The Bulls lost all of their commits for this year. They had a very solid recruiting class coming in, and they, all four of them, have decommitted. Now, with Weitzel at the helm and being able to get who he wants, being able to pick a very good recruiter is going to be essential for keeping this ball rolling. Now, since I don't think any of the four recruits that have decommitted are going to recommit to the university, I did a little scouting myself and I came up with a few names that could potentially be on the radar for the UB Bulls. The first one is a point guard, Noah Hutchins, six foot one hundred and sixty five pounds. He is a high three star recruit rated at eight point eight seven, and he is out of the Park School right here in Buffalo, New York. He already has eleven offers, including BU, UMass, Canisius, and UB. I watched his tape. This kid could potentially be something special, be that point guard or just be another guard on the floor for the Bulls' run-and-gun style. Now, another person that I think the Bulls should really go after, very under-recruited, Tyron Todd. I hope I'm saying that right. He is six foot two, 170 pounds out of Finley Prep in Henderson, Nevada. He is a highly rated three-star recruit at a .89. He has just two offers on the table. They are from Howard and Kansas State. He is still undecided, but watching the game tape on this kid, a couple things jump out at me. He is very athletic. He gives his all. The tape that I watched, he had multiple blocks. One of the things that you normally don't see on game tape or you don't see on highlight tapes is a guy diving into the stands to save a ball that's going out of bounds. That's one of the things that I've seen with Todd. Another thing is he drives to the hoop very well. He can be able to drive and kick it out to some guys that can knock down the three-point shot. A third guy that I like a little bit less than Todd is a shooting guard, Alan Breed, six foot three, 165 pounds out of McCarran High School in Powder Springs, Georgia. Again, another highly rated three-star recruit at a .89 has just three offers, LIU Brooklyn, Pennsylvania, and UAB. Now, some of the things that I've seen out of him were that he is a strong kid, and he loves driving to the hoop. He can finish inside. By the way, if you haven't noticed, I'm picking guys that are mostly 
appear to be at this point at least under-recruited, and all of the information that I am giving you is off of 247sports.com. I've said it on previous podcasts, I love that site. The next guy we're going to go on to is Jackson Pollard. He is a small forward, but he can create that mismatch that uh, Jeremy Harris was able to create. He is six foot seven. He's two hundred pounds out of Lone Peak High School. I'm sorry, Lone Peak High School, American Fort, Utah. He is a high three star recruit. He has just one offer, and that is from McNeese State University. Some of the things that jump out at me for Jackson Pollard is the fact that he can score not only inside, but also from outside. So he creates that that mismatch that, again, like I said, Jeremy Harris was able to create. The one thing that he will have to work on is he's not the smoothest ball handler at this point in his development. And the last guy that I have on my list here is Boss Lett, the power forward. He is six foot. 10, 210 pounds out of New Hampton High School in New Hampton, New Hampshire. That's a lot of news. He is rated a .86 out of a three-star recruit. He can score from outside. He can hit that three. And he is a big body down low. A lot of his plays come down low in the post. He is a very solid post player from what I can uh, ascertain from the tape that I have watched. He can also run the floor, which is very important for the style of play that the Bulls want to go after. These are just a few of the guys that are left that are not committed to a college yet, and some of the guys that uh, Weitzel should go after. Weitzel definitely has his work cut out for him, as again, all four of those guys that they initially recruited, they did decommit. So he's going to have a very busy spring for himself. He should start out with hiring a top recruiter to bring these guys into Buffalo. And I think he should piggyback on the fact that he was um, an associate head coach at UB and let them know really that he has the same philosophies of Nate Oates and that he wants to do the same things that everyone has seen on TV these past few years and try to get some of those recruits to come to Buffalo to keep this ball rolling. Nato has said that he wants to make us the Gonzaga of the East, and I don't see a reason why we can't be a Gonzaga of the East. With all that said, basically what I just want the Bulls to do is keep the ball rolling. Obviously, they're not going to win 30 games every year. They're not going to win 27 games every year. They're not even going to make it to the tournament every year, but I want them competitive. I want people to keep going to these games because it can only help the program grow. If they keep on this winning track, we can absolutely be a Gonzaga-type team, a team that earns the respect of absolutely everybody across the nation. And not only that, but we could potentially keep the same head coach in place for a very long time. With all that said, I just want this program to keep rolling, to keep on the same track. With all that said, I just want the Bulls to keep this positive momentum going, keep building the program, because it has been an incredible amount of fun that I have had and the city of Buffalo has had with this program. 
stick around for the next segment as there has been big news out of the Buffalo Sabres. They have fired their head coach, Phil Housley, after just two seasons. I'll have more on that on the next segment, so stick around. All right, here in segment two, we're going to talk about the firing of Phil Housley. Housley has fired after just two seasons as he missed the playoff playoffs in both of those seasons. One of those seasons included a dead last finish. Housley had a record of just 58, 84, and 22 in his time with the Sabres. And Jason Botterill had this to say about his firing of Phil Housley. Botterill said, quote, Today was not an easy day, but the results in the second half were just not there. Our fans expect more. We expect more. In the end, I thought the decision had to be made for our organization moving forward. Botterill also said, quote, In terms of filling this vacancy, the process has already begun. At this time, I do not have anything else to add about the search for possible candidates. Jason Botterill also said th- something to the effect of he believes he did not give Phil enough ammunition to really work uh, for the season and really help him be a good coach. As I was saying in the previous podcast, whose fault is it really? Well, now we know that Phil Housley is going to take the blame for the Sabres' shortcomings these past few seasons and that Terry and Tim Pagula are going to give Jason Botterill the keys to the franchise to see if he can turn this thing around. Now, I haven't lost complete faith in Jason Botterill, but he is going to have to do something, I think, and have to do something quick to get this team turned around. We now hold the longest playoff drought in the NHL. This coming just after the Bills ended the longest playoff drought in the NFL. One of the candidates rumored to be interested in the Buffalo Sabres job is Todd McClellan. Now, Todd McClellan spent three years as the Oilers head coach. That is his most recent head coaching experience. One of those years, he did help Edmonton get into the playoffs. And not just that, they won the first round of the playoffs and got to the second round where they lost in six. He also spent seven seasons behind the bench at San Jose. In his seven seasons at San Jose, they made the playoffs six times, including making it all the way to two conference finals. There are things said about Todd McClellan. Obviously, he's not somebody who's going to get you very excited. Uh, he's not necessarily a big splash uh, hire if, if the Sabres do end up landing him, but he is a solid candidate uh, for a head coach. He will be able to potentially get you into the playoffs, and it has been said that maybe he won't necessarily win you the Stanley Cup. You will not be in the predicament that the Sabres are in right now in being a bottom feeder team. Some people also say that maybe they should hire from within and promote Chris Taylor, who is the head coach of the Rochester Americans, who are currently in the playoffs for the second time in a row under Chris Taylor. Now, last year, the Amherst did not fare very well in the playoffs, and they had an early exit knocked out in just the first round of the playoffs. 
This year, they're hoping for uh, a little bit of a longer run. Um, the Sabres did send down some reinforcements in Alexander Nylander and Lawrence Pilot and uh, Victor Olofsson. All these guys should help bolster the Americans' roster and help them have a nice deep push into the AHL playoffs. A lot of people were saying that the Sabres should go after Joel Quenville. But as you know, Joel Quenville just was named the head coach of the Florida Panthers. Now, I don't know if keeping Phil Housley on to the end of the year was necessarily a smart decision or maybe another misstep by Jason Botterill. He could have potentially been able to start talking to Joel Quenville and maybe persuading him to come to Buffalo instead of going down to Florida. Now, it may not have worked because matching the rosters up, Florida has a more of a playoff-ready team, um, and, a, and a quick turnaround is a little bit more likely down in Florida than it would have been here in Buffalo. Now, what should the Sabres do? Do you think the Sabres should go after another rookie head coach, a guy who has a good pedigree but maybe just has never been given the opportunity in the NHL to be a head coach? Or do you think that we should go with experience in a guy like Todd McClellan? I am a believer of the latter. I honestly think that we should go after a guy with some experience, a guy that can help lead this team in the right direction. Am I? Would I be excited about Todd McClellan being our next head coach? Honestly, I mean, not really. Um, the guy has had a pretty good pedigree, a decent pedigree, but I just, I if we're going to hire a head coach, I want a guy that is going to be able to take us all the way to the promised land. And the promised land for me is not the NHL playoffs. It is a Stanley Cup contender. I want a head coach that can steer us in the right direction, that can mold the young minds that we have in Buffalo and help them go on the right path. At times, at times, most times, when I watch the Sabres play, they just look lost. They look lost, and I don't know if maybe we just didn't have the talent or if Phil Housley's um, coaching methods just weren't clicking or if his philosophy was just not good. But he did not seem like he understood how to adjust and how to fix his team around the talent level that he had. And that's what a good head coach can do. He can pretty much squeeze water from a stone. He can get every every last ounce out of his players. And it just doesn't see, didn't seem like Phil Housley could do that with the group that he had here in Buffalo. With all that said, this is going to go ahead and end this podcast. Let me know what you think on Twitter, Sports Talk Buffalo 716. Let me know if there's another um, coach out there that you think the Sabres should go after or if you think that they should go after Todd McClellan. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up now. I want to say thank you guys for listening to this podcast. It means a lot to me to get the, all the downloads that I do get. Um, so again, just thank you um, and spread the word on this podcast. You guys have a good week.